Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join with me, as always, are my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. It's very, it's much more personable without that giant-ass pop filter in my face right now. Sure. I feel like I can see you guys. Just, and- just don't make any weird mouth sounds and you'll be fine. Yeah, don't do that. Well, now you've jinxed him. Yeah, yeah I had to. I did it on purpose. We're going to talk about Saltburn because everyone's talking about Saltburn. Well, I mean, to be fair, everybody was talking that's about Saltburn. That's fair. But that's, that's this podcast. <laughs> but, I mean, see, I think, personally, everyone that this movie was targeted at was talking about it last week. This week is the perfect time for you guys to be talking about sure. it. Sure. And I'm a week ahead. Oh, it hasn't reached your age group? It hasn't group yet? reached my age group yet. So Yeah, I would hope it doesn't. Oh yeah. Listen, it stars Jacob Alordi, Barry Kagan, Kogan, however you say that guy's name. Sure. Carrie Mulgan pops Carrie up. Carrie Mulgan. Rosamund Pike, Pike, whose name we couldn't remember. Yeah. Uh Richard E. Grant. God, I love Richard E. Grant. He's the best part of this movie, sure. I think. I I disagree with that, but we'll get more into that. The kid from Gran Turismo's in it. Yes, Archer, Archie, I don't know his last name, yeah, but yeah. yeah, that guy never been in movies, and then two. Yeah, also the weird face guy that's on Game of Thrones, which is not specific because that's like fifty percent of the people on I Game of Thrones. I don't know what you're referencing. He's he's on uh, he's in the new the new show. He's one. Oh, of I've the, watched it. He's one of the sons in Hot B. I think you hot, could have, hot D. That's what it is. Hot D. <laughs> I think you guys could have uh, simplified this cast list by it, it stars a bunch of pretty people and Barry Kogan. Yeah, yeah, Barry Kogan, man. Yeah, um, and it's about a guy who seemingly has had a hard life, makes it into Oxford, and befriends the coolest guy in school, and they go to his summer home, Saltburn. And just sin and debauchery ensue. Sure. Listen, here's the thing. I know it's really popular to talk about this movie. I know why it's popular, right? Like, Uh we'll get into those things. If you've been on the internet, you can't even avoid them. You probably already know what's happened. 98% 98% of this movie is boring as shit. <laughs> I, you, you beat me to it because I was going to say salt burn, more like salt burring. Am I right? High five. Uh, man. man. Uh, here, here's, here's the thing. Uh, I've thought this for a while. People who say bougie, like the kids and saying mm-hmm. bougie about thing, that's pretty fucking bougie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not salt of the earth saying that when you're making fun of bougie or salt saying, burn of the earth, right? Salt burn of the earth. You're you you know nobody who has like down to earth Mayberry values are saying bougie. Yeah, and I feel like this is the movie for those people who say bougie a lot. Are you saying the main character specifically? Right. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, Again, you can't. I don't really think you can talk about why that is the case without mm, spoiling the movie. Right. There is a big spoiler in. This right. Movie. There's a twist, but yes. If there there is a twist that you would need a fucking head injury not to see. Yeah. Uh but uh if you don't see the twist coming in this movie, you need a helmet. You're that stupid. <laughs> um I, I you know the the thing is I I don't want to sound like I hated this movie because I didn't stir that much of a reaction in me. This movie was definitely worse than Transformers, but mostly it bored me in a very specific kind of way, which is whenever anyone is trying to shock me and failing miserably. I might be shocked at this if I was like fucking 14, but I'm not. Did you know about the crazy bits? Did you know what they were? I I knew about the bathtub thing. Yeah. But it does seem like this movie 
might be the first movie that really genuinely went into it of like, we're going to use TikTok to promote this movie. <laughs> Not ourselves, but we're going to have about four or five quote unquote shocking bits that will catch on on TikTok and we'll just have a movie in between. Yes. Yeah. I knew about them because again, TikTok ruined mm-hmm. it. I don't know if that would have played harder, but the shocking moments weren't even that shocking. No. Joseph, look, it's so, worse than Transformers. I'm uh, with you. Uh, yeah, a uh, little behind the scenes sort of situation. You know, sometimes we pick movies because we think we're going to like them. Right. Sometimes we pick movies because we think they're going to be more fun to talk about. Right. Uh, I fully intended this movie to be one that was just going to be more fun to talk about because it seemed ridiculous. Right. I've seen Emerald Fennell. Ooh, just can't say that word. First thing, Promising Young Woman, which was I think overhyped. It didn't really do it for me. I don't think you guys watched Mm-mm. it. Uh, so I wasn't expecting a lot out of this movie, and then I kind of fucking loved it. <laughs> I really like this movie a lot. Well, mind-boggling. <laughs> I, I went out of my way not to research anything oh, about same. this. So yeah. I don't know anything about the director, but one thing I do feel very strongly about it <laughs> is this movie was definitely directed by a millennial. You can tell by the soundtrack. Sure. The Killers, well, uh, uh, Block Party. Well, making it in 2005 or whatever. We're, we're going to talk about that. But, uh, yeah. it's, but it's, I feel like this is supposed to be what millennials think. This is mo- what millennials think of Gen Z. This mm-hmm. is a millennial making a movie for Gen Z. Hmm. And, uh, and I, I don't know. You guys are millennials. Do you agree with that? No. I don't agree with it in that I feel like it's... I do think it's a millennial movie. I think right. you're right about that. And I do think it's a millennial movie through a Gen Z lens. Right. But I also kind of wonder if it's like a millennial... Like, if I were... It, the way I analyze this movie, and maybe it's completely wrong, but it's like almost jealous of Gen Z. And it's like, I'm going to look back on my youth through the lens of people today. Right. And, you know, Joseph, you accused me of hating my younger self a couple weeks ago. And I do. But if, <laughs> if I were going to make a movie about high school or college in, in the Audis, it would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Because that was an awesome time. And uh, this guy seems to really fucking hate himself. Yeah. Like, really hate the person he was at right. that time period. Um, it's a she. It's a she? Yeah. I didn't research who directed Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't either. The only thing I got on IMDb was to look up Barry Kagan's height versus Jacob Elordi's, and it's almost a foot. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> you talking about hating, this is an aside, but hating your younger self. Um, I, I'm uh, listening to a book on tape by a musician named Bob Mould. Uh, it's his autobiography. And Bob Mould is a great fucking name. It great is a great name. name. Great name. Uh, and he... Um, uh, you can do any career with that name. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, uh you know, he's narrating it himself. And my favorite bit on it is whenever he's recounting something from an interview when he's like 20 uh, that he hates, he does a voice making fun of himself. Mm. And I just thought that was hilarious. And it reminded me of that conversation we had last week. So you're better than Transformers. I'm better than Transformers. We're worse than Transformers. That's fine. Uh should we talk about spoilers? Let's yeah, whatever. Let's get yes. into spoilers. I mean, I, yeah, almost nothing I would have to say about this movie is outside of spoilers, correct? Except for all the fun bits. It's it's presented as being sort of a debauchery movie, and it's forty five minutes before anything like that. hundred percent. Yeah, and even the debauchery. Again, there are like three or four, three or four minute scenes. Mm. That are that way. Right. But there's like a massive party scene right. that could have gone way fucking harder. Yeah. Right. Like there's not that much right. debauchery. Right. 
And that might be gracious. Because yeah. I think it's 45 minutes before they get to Saltburn. Right. No, I think it's 45 minutes before they get to Saltburn. You're oh, right. Oh, yeah, that's what I was I, I almost texted you because I don't know when you guys watch it. I, I can't remember if I watched it last Saturday night before, but I almost texted you guys when I got to the, the come bathtub scene. Mm. Uh, but I'm glad I didn't because I was like, maybe we should bail on this, but I, I'm, I'm glad we stuck through it. <laughs> yeah. Listen, again, I understand why people freak out about that part. Right. I knew I knew about it. You didn't know about it going. I didn't into. know about it. It's the fucking fold. Like it's it's the sound more than anything mm, yeah. else. I the don't s- think it was that crazy. The slurpy bits but, just. Yeah. yeah. You do that without the pop filter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought. Uh, listen, I think I'm down on. Ba- I think I'm out on Barry Kagan. Uh, well, I think he's going on the so, list. So I, <laughs> here's the thing: he's going to be on a list for sure. Uh, it's it might not be that list. It might just be like a sex fender list. Oh or something. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I do think there's a not-too-distant future where we need a replacement for Ezra Miller's replacement. Right. Um, Are you saying we haven't gotten Ezra Miller's replacement no, yet, but I'm when sa- we do... I'm saying Barry Cogan yeah. is oh. <laughs> Ezra Miller's replacement. Uh, apparently, the scene with him in the gravestone yes, was he improvised. Did yep, he did it himself. Uh, which is like, I, sure, like that's what your character would do, but that's a fucking insane thing to <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, like four takes in, he's like, I'm going to take my pants off. <laughs> I'm gonna dig a hole in the ground. Don't worry about it. Anyway, again, I do like I I do think it fits the style of movie this is this is in. But for somebody to show up to work one day, be like, let I'm me try. fuck some dirt. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So that's a crazy person thing to do. You brought it up, so I have a like a semi story. I'm gonna try to try to tell it quick about <laughs> this. Yeah. So. A friend of mine is a high school teacher here in town. She teaches English, right? right? And she she came over. Her and Kate went and worked out, and they like early Saturday morning, and then they came home, and I made breakfast while they were gone. And we were sitting around eating breakfast, and she's like, "Have you watched Saltburn yet?" And I was like, "No, I'm uh, probably not going to." I was like, "I think we're gonna do it for the podcast, but I don't fucking want to." Right? And uh, she was like, "Oh." As another friend of ours, her name's Chelsea. Uh, has Chelsea watched Saltburn yet? And I was like, no. Chelsea also English major. Um, she's like, I just you, you got to watch it. And so I watch it. I, I text her. I'm like, so what do you want to talk about? She's like, how early on did you know it was a necrophilia movie? And I was like, not very early on. <laughs> right. I was like, I mean, I kind of knew that that was gonna happen, but right. like, I wasn't picking up. She's like, oh, like five minutes in, I was like, this dude's gonna fuck a dead body. <laughs> And uh, she's like, ask Chelsea. And so I asked Chelsea. I'm like, hey, have you watched Saltburn? She goes, Chelsea goes, no. And she's like, I'm not going to watch it. You can tell me what happens. So I explained the plot, and I'm 10 minutes in. It's like 10 minutes of plot of the movie. She's like, oh, is he going to fuck a dead body at some point? <laughs> and I'm like, what is it? She's like, oh, it's got all the tropes of a necrophilia movie, a necrophilia story. <laughs> Apparently, in like literature, uh-huh. there are tropes and themes that lead to people fucking dead bodies. Uh-huh. He doesn't quite do that. He fucks the grave. Sure. Um, but, He gets yeah. pretty frisky with a body towards the end, too. I wouldn't yeah. go so far as say fucking, but, you know. Yeah. I think maybe Barry, uh, you know, Mr. Kogan, may, he might be a student of literature. And maybe. He, he knows more about it than we do. He really, yeah. Speaking of that scene, that is actually one of my few qualms with the movie. I know you guys had a lot of qualms with it. I mostly liked it, but I felt like they should have stuck with the theme of like 2006 indie mm-hmm. pop hits instead of like Come Thou Fount or whatever they decided to go with. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to decide what the 2006 like sad song would be, and I forgot to look it up before we did this. Mm. I thought it was an interesting... Di- that was one of the most interesting choices in the movie. Yeah. I like that bit. Because I, I like I, I like the fact that from from the soundtrack, it is just a 2006 party movie. Yes. You know? Right. Uh, and then, like, stylistically, it's just a Victorian drama. I love the fact that it's all, like, natural light. 
even the bits that are indoors that have mm-hmm. interior lights are low enough that it could practically be candlelight. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, I, it's just such a, a fun framing for a dumb, weird story. <laughs> this is a, a weird take, but I almost wish Baz Luhrmann had made this movie. Mm. Like, Baz Luhrmann's take on Saltburn would be fucking amazing. Baz Luhrmann could take this same movie and make it incredible. Yeah. I would be talking today about how much I love this movie. <laughs> Um, you know, I think another one of the scenes that's supposed to be shocking is when he uh, finger bangs the chick while she's on her period. But again, that's shocking if you're 14. If you're an adult, you that's not a problem. <laughs> True. At some point in, early on in life, you're going to be confronted. You got to make a choice. And right. I mean, <laughs> particularly when you realize, oh, no pregnancy is going to occur during this part. You know. <laughs> you know. You're not wrong. It, it becomes instead of a. Uh, Instead of a mark against, it becomes a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, I'd be my, rolling out the red carpet. If yeah, you know. there yeah. you go. What I I wanted to know was, you know, when he's getting in the bathtub and he's got a pretty bloody face going mm-hmm. on, was this before or after he was cast as the Joker? <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't have much else. Everything about this movie is... <laughs> everything that's not these bits that we're talking about yeah. is a just... Wh- oh, hold on. Pause. I would say super boring, except for Richard E. Grant. Because that bit when Jacob Elordi is dead on the ground, and he's like, we just need to get him inside. Yeah, yeah. Where's your jumper, son? Amazing. <laughs> Amazing moment. See, I was going to say my favorite from this is Rosamund Pike, because she's the only person who absolutely knows what movie she's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Everybody true. else that's thinks true. they're making art, and she knows this is trash, and she's going for it. The bulimia joke yeah. Yeah. killed. The the pulp joke maybe didn't kill for everybody, but for Jehu, that shit killed. <laughs> oh boy, what, what, they're both really great. What yeah. was what, was uh I can't remember what Carrie Mulligan's name was like Pam or uh, Pamela. Pam, yeah, I don't remember. But but <laughs> I love the moment when, when uh, Oliver asks, you know, Pam's dead, and and, and Rosemary <laughs> yeah, goes, is... oh yeah, she'll do anything for attention. <laughs> yeah. Great moment, incredible, line. great moment. Uh, uh, and I think Jacob Elordi's really good in it. I think everybody's good. Yeah. I think everybody like plays their part really well. I mean, Barry Kogan plays his part well. I just don't like it, him or it, it. It might be close to Barry Kogan. I have no idea. Yeah. But I will say, I want to fucking outlaw in any movie the after the twish flashback of where you see everything they did wrong in a movie where you already fucking know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's great in a place where you've just had your mind blown and then you see all the spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But by the time it gets to that in this movie, it's like, yeah! <laughs> yeah, this guy fucking planned it all. Yeah. I've watched this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it becomes, I mean, it's very evident through a lot of it. Right. But I think what really hammers home that one being useless to mm. me is when he lies about him and the sister hooking up. Right. Because y- you have wa- you watched him do right. it. You watched the other guy do it, right. and then you watched him lie about right. it. Right. Yeah. And so at that point, like, if you had any doubts, if right. you had any questions, you're like, oh, this kid's not being anything. Now you're like, oh, he's manipulating the situation. Right. Yeah. It, it make, completely makes that point right. useless. Definitely the second they get into the car to go visit his parents. Yeah. If you haven't figured out something's up at that point, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not good at movies. Yeah, this is like the the bougie comment because right. no kid who grows up in like a perfectly stable middle age, right. you know, middle income home with both parents together and ends up going to fucking Oxford, right? Really gets to complain about it, <laughs> right? Like you really don't get a bitch. I the reason I think it's a millennials comment on Gen Z 
is that I think the fine, you know, millennials and Gen Z are both very much, hey, fuck the people at the top. And, you know, I agree with that just because I'm poor. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's very generationally true of me, but uh, but I feel like the difference is, is that I think that a millennial sees him winning at the end as a bad thing because he's still an awful guy. Mm-hmm. Whereas they look at Gen Z as like, oh, Gen Z would love this guy. I, I was about to say, my, my question to you guys, uh, uh, very similar, is... Did Emerald Fennell just remake Parasite, but have, the, have yeah. them win at the end? It is very similar. Oh, yeah. Put it like that. Like yeah. have a happy ending. I, I mean, and I'm sure I'm not the first person that that <laughs> says that whoever directed this really enjoyed the talent of Mr. Ripley. Yeah, uh, I do think. God, the parasite comment's really good, but the pro the difference is I am at no point ever rooting for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like again. You, you take the line about the suicide or, you know, she'll do anything for attention yeah. or whatever. Like that's a horrible thing to say about somebody. <laughs> right. I would much rather hang out with that person than fucking <laughs> Oliver or whatever his name is. 100%. They were all, and I'm not saying they all weren't awful people, but they were all pretty entertaining, awful people. Yeah, yeah. He was not. Yeah. Everybody else seemed like a good hang. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like what's, what's Jacob alert Felix. Yeah. yeah. Legitimately. Great dude. Yeah. Right. Like, great. Really kind, caring, looking out for people. And yeah, to the point you're making, like, I, I don't know. I'd rather him be the rich, successful one <laughs> right. in the end of the movie than exactly. the other guy. Well, you see, this goes back to my comment from a few weeks ago. Barry Cogan is our snipers just waiting in the wings. <laughs> right. yeah. it, it doesn't matter what they do in their spare times. If you got over a billion dollars, you shouldn't. Right. You just shouldn't. Right. You just shouldn't. Yeah. It's a gorgeous house, though. It yeah, is, it's nice a, looking, I mean, it's a nice looking movie. Yeah, it uh, is a nice looking movie. You know, it's one of those things that has come up in the streaming age of, you know... I think we've said come more this... <laughs> like, not even talking about come right. in the bathtub. We just said... I just noticed us keep saying <laughs> the word come over and over again. That you can, you know, it's, it's sort of... You can you can know about a movie through the jokes about the movie before you've ever seen the movie. Yeah. Like, I don't know, Bird Box was like that. I'm trying to think of something else that was like that that's more recent. I don't know. I This one, it just there was nothing in between the parts that were viral. Yeah. I'd be interested to hear what you liked about the... This movie's two hours and 11 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. And two hours of it is... Just not interesting. It, it's so me. funny you say because talented Mr. Ripley is is it's a great comparison. a dead on comparison yes. right. because I have the exact same complaint about talented Mr. Oh, yeah. Ripley, but for whatever reason it just like worked for me better in this one. Right, I just liked how fucking slimy everybody was. I don't know. I just I it's the same reason I think I you know I enjoy like Succession. They just they sit around and they say nothing to each other. There's right. absolutely no content in any of the wordplay between anybody. Right. I don't know. I think it's pretty fun. I appreciate that you didn't give me some like actual reasons. You were like, I just had a good time. No, I just had. I, 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 just I respect that it. more. Again, I, I mean, I, I I do think like stylistically, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I mostly just enjoyed it. The the scene where they're eating breakfast after Felix died and they're cl- one trying to close the curtain. Yes. Hysterical. Good stuff. And then when the room is all red and they're just like sitting there crying, that is a gorgeous like moment to look at. Right. It's a great movie to look at. I just think it's fucking boring. I <laughs> I hated that it took forty five minutes to get to the it, fucking estate that the movie way is too long. Especially since like. I guess you're supposed to spend some time getting you to feel sorry for Oliver. 
but I never felt sorry for all. I don't feel sorry for anyone who goes to fucking Oxford. <laughs> right. Like that's not. Right. Right. I, I think I think you're supposed to like get a feel for him as kind of like this pitiful soul before he goes into the mansion and kind of like turns into the parasite mm-hmm. inside. But that just never happened for me. So I don't know. I don't know yeah. why that there's that fucking long to get to that point. I think everything you need to know about Oliver. Like, the, there's two essential scenes. I think you do maybe the beginning where he meets the fucking weird math guy. Yep. You do the part where he first meets Felix at the party. And then you do the the fake dad dying bit. If you knock out those three, that's those are the essential plot points in that first 45 minutes. I totally agree with that. That's how super much, fair. How much more interesting would this movie have been, had, had been if they had taken home the weird math guy? Yeah. <laughs> that it. would be a much more fun movie. If he had killed that guy, I probably would have been on board. What was the what was the Olivia Wilde simulation movie? Oh, uh, don't worry, darling. Don't worry, darling. This reminded me of God. Don't you're worry, right. Darling, you are so that, right. In that it thought it had something more interesting and heavy to say than it did. Yeah. But the difference is, I still think Don't Worry, Darling was a pretty fucking fun movie. And <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't, would I would watch that again. Yeah. Otherwise. And both of them involve a weird guy going down on a girl scene. Right. Right. The comparisons don't stop. <laughs> right. <laughs> Practically the same yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I still say better than Transformers. Uh, you didn't say anything to sway me. It's worse no, than Transformers. It's still worse than Transformers. But I want to be clear, not a lot worse than Transformers, because I feel like they would enjoy that. Like, you know. <laughs> that they're worse than. You know, that, that, you know, that it's like, oh, well, you know, he really hated this. It provoked a reaction, and it really didn't. That's yeah. my problem. It was just that, bored. Yeah. That's the problem. I wish I hated it. Right. You know? I would have much, I would be much more entertained to shit on it. I didn't hate it. I just was bored with it. Like what was that awful movie musical we watched? That could be any of them. No, maybe. the one that we really tore down. Oh, Dear Evan Hansen? Yes. Mm. I'm going into this, I was thinking maybe this was going to be that. And when it wasn't, it was a real bummer. I did make me want to watch uh, Priscilla, because Jacob Elordi plays Elvis Presley in that. And I was, mm. at, beforehand, I was the like... The world's tallest Elvis Presley. God, so good. He's 6'5". <laughs> yeah. Beforehand, I was like, you're not going to top. I realize that movie's not about Elvis Presley, right. but I don't want to watch anyone but just, Austin I, Butler play. I also just love from a... I don't know if this is why they got cast, but I love from a casting decision that you know both of our like young male leads are just like... These tall, wiry, like right. thin—I don't know. Like, there's something about that that just feeds yeah. even more into like the aristocracy, rich, pampered something. It's definitely a very visual that, like, I'm above you. Oh, no, hundred percent. Like, I think that is super yeah, it's on intentional. Yeah. yeah. Have Barry Kagan got cast in this role for being short? Yeah, and probably being a pedophile. I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Barry Kogan. And fucking uh, Jesse Plemons are just competing to see who can play the worst guy possible. Yeah, but I love watching Jesse Plemons. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I enjoy Jesse Plemons so much more. <laughs> Probably because of his baby face. Was um was was Barry in nineteen seventeen? Was that him? Him and the other guy, uh, the two leads. It's impossible to know. It's so many twenty a- year old British people. Everybody looked like the most British person I've ever yeah. seen in my life in that movie. I would say that's the. I think it was him. That was the last time I enjoyed that guy right. on screen. I really, I liked Eternals, and I think he's fine in Eternals, but he's just, he's just, I don't know if he's typecasted himself or if he just likes playing these. Just I think he just likes being freaks. perverts. Yeah, I'm done with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're done with Saltburn. Yep. You know, if you haven't seen it already, you know, it's up to you. <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime. It is on Amazon Prime, and you can participate in the water cooler. And to be fair, I, I did watch the first like 45 minutes mostly on my phone, but then 
once the stuff started happening, I was like, oh, this is more interesting than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, I watched the whole thing on my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I think they should call Amazon Prime. Its slogan should be, Amazon Prime, the streaming service you forget you have. <laughs> well, they don't have great stuff on there. And I mean, you just have it accidentally. Yeah, you yeah. have it because you want packages at your house in two days. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's Saltburn. Uh, what have we been watching the last week, guys? Well, I wasn't going to talk about this, but since Joseph accused me of getting super into World War II, I'm going to talk about the World War II things I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> Truthfully, complete coincidence. Mm. One, that I watched both of these things, and two, that you joked about it last week. Yeah. So starting today on Apple TV, Masters of Air is out, which is Barry Cogan. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yeah. And uh, Austin Butler coincidentally, playing uh, World War II pilots. Mm, I have seen a trailer for this. And um, it's, they say, the kind of end of the, the Band of Brothers trilogies, right? So Band of Brothers is about easy company, guys who parachuted the in army, parachute jumpers who jumped into Normandy on D-Day. Uh, the Pacific is about Marines, obviously fighting in the Pacific, and then this is about the Army Air Corps um, pilots fighting in World War II. And so... I love Band of Brothers. I've never watched Pacific, and I was really excited for this show to come out. So I rewatched Band of Brothers, All right. and I started the Pacific. I haven't finished it. Band of Brothers is, I've talked about it on here before. I think it's it's not good television, but it, it's not. I don't think it like you can't view it as TV. You have to view it as like almost, of course, like reenactment documentary with these actual like interviews and stuff in there. But it's the best version of that. Like. It's a History Channel show on fucking steroids, and everyone is so good in it. Just tons of people you didn't know, tons of people like before they were famous, like a decade before they got famous, um, are young in this. You know, produced by Steven Spielberg and um, Tom Hanks, who also did The Pacific and also did Master of Air. And uh, it's just, it's an excellent show. Uh, I started The Pacific. I'm not going to talk about it right now. Similar thing. Famous people before you're famous, you know, before they're famous. Pretty good. Excited to watch more. My son, the second World War II thing I watched. Uh, my son is watching the Marvel movies. Right on. My nine-year-old, my eight-year-old. He'll be nine this year. And he got to Captain America First Avenger. And I don't know. His brother and sister were like fighting about something. And he was like, Dad, can I watch this down here? And I was uh, downstairs with you. And I was like, yeah, sure, put it on. I like this movie. Guys, that's a good fucking movie. It really is. First Avenger is a great fucking movie. I I, I really think it grows on you. It's one of the ones that's better the more times you watch it. I liked it way more this time than I had watched it previously. Not real World War II, I get it. But still, it takes place in that period. Mm. Everyone's fucking awesome in it. (laughs) Tommy Lee Jones. Come on, people. (laughs) Tommy Lee Jones, who insisted on a real steak. Yeah, you know, really? like, he, like he's like, well, you can just tell. Yeah, he was like, well, if I'm going to sit here and pretend to eat a snake, it's going to be a steak. Yeah, what's that guy, Neil McDonough? You, yeah, he's in both Band of Brothers and Captain America. Both of them better than Transformers. Both of them uh, worth your time. And the last World War II thing uh, <laughs> is, uh, it took me way too long, but I finally finished reading American Prometheus mm. and uh, just watch Oppenheimer. It's not as dry. It makes all the good parts and none of the boring parts. Um, but, you know, good book. Good uh, autobiography. So that's my World War II shit for now. And just to, to fact check and follow up on, on an earlier comment, Barry Cogan was not in 1917. Okay. But Barry Cogan is in Dunkirk. That must be what I'm thinking about. Yes. Yeah. They, are, I, they are very similar color palettes. And they movies. came out at similar times, right? I mean, like within three years yeah. or so. And right now, I just remembered that those are two different movies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, two different wars, in fact. Yeah. That's true. Um, 
So, uh, you know, this is the kind of thing we usually save for news, but, you know, I said a little about it in my conversation mm. yesterday, and I need to talk about the Roadhouse uh, mm. the trailer. And the reason I need to talk about it is it ties into something that I'm always complaining about movies, specifically when you, movies that are sort of, you know, fantasy concepts and movies that are, uh, you know, from the last 20 years ago, which is... If you're introducing any sort of high concept, you've got to spend 45 minutes in the person's fucking regular life before you get to it. I think this was a thing that started with, you know, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, a movie that I love, but it just gets keeping reused so much. And, you know, I, I've used the example before that if we made Back to the Future today, we'd have to spend the first 45 minutes explaining why a high schooler is friends with an elderly mad scientist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we can see this come true with both of the newer Ghostbuster movies we've gotten the last few years, where we spend all the time getting to know these characters characters before we start seeing any real fucking ghosts the reason it annoys me in this that they're giving dalton an origin is because i think it ruins the concept what's so i think fun about the original roadhouse is not that it's about a tough guy kicking a bunch of other tough guys asses it's that it takes place in this weird fantasy world where a bouncer can be world famous Mm. You know, like that there's this sort of folklore of bouncers and they go from town to town cleaning up bars and shit. And if this you explain, oh, the reason Dalton is famous is because he'd been a a UFC guy. It's like taking the fucking force out of Star Wars. Mm. It's like taking the fucking one ring to rule them all out of Lord of the Rings. Like, I don't know. It just it to me, it ruins everything that I loved about this movie. I'll still watch it. I like Jake Gunn. But it just totally misses the point of why this movie was fun. You're not wrong, Hurt. I do feel like we have limited movies uh, that are not like explicitly fantasy sort of thing. Right. To forced to be existing in our world somewhere (laughs) as opposed to a lot of like 70s and 80s movies lived in like this weird heightened world right like kind of like ours but also not at all like right and yeah no i I totally agree i do think that that strips some of the magic out of it and like you know you could say they sort of did the same thing with cobra kai about karate kid but i think karate kid uh, cobra kai leans into it you know they they you know they lean into there's just this one uh, part of california where karate tournaments are are bigger than the fucking NFL. <laughs> and it's all that anyone in that part of the country, like to me, that still works. But this, I don't know, it kind of pisses in the pond for me. As I just hope it's, it won't be, but I want it to be as violent as the original. I do too, totally. Yeah. Also, it doesn't seem like there's a Sam Elliott character. It doesn't seem like mm-hmm. there's an Obi-Wan. It doesn't seem mm-hmm. like there's a Tom Scarrett. And that's essential to this kind of movie. You know, why does he? Why is he going to need to go on a rampage yeah. if there's not something to rampage about? I am excited to see Conor McGregor be terrible. Right. But just, I think he's going to be in some brutal fight scenes. Like, I, I think the trailer is fun. And and I think Roadhouse is a is a perfectly fine movie to get the remake treatment. Mm. However, it just doesn't stand a chance to be as I don't want to say timeless or iconic. I, but no, I would say iconic. I yeah. think that's correct. It'll be a fun action movie. I mean, the first one is a lightning in a bottle movie. Yeah. It's it's remembered just because of all the parts coming together right. Not that it started off out to be anything great. Right. You know? I'm also off Jake Gyllenhaal at this point. I feel like he's probably going to be on a similar list to Barry Kogan one day, but he's just got a prettier face. But we'll see how that goes. 
<laughs> See, I still think he seems like a great guy. Uh, he does like playing weirdos a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, I also think maybe he made this just because he heard that Gosling was doing the fall guy. Mm. This was like, oh, yeah, well, I've got one even dumber. <laughs> but uh, If I saw Donnie Darko immediately following Saltburn, I probably would feel the same way. Yeah. I would probably be like, I just irrationally hate this dude for playing I, this I, fucking weird I part. really don't like the uh, the idea that, you, all right, not, not that this is what you just said, but <laughs> I, I feel like we accidentally made an equation between Ryan Gosling, fucking Jake Gyllenhaal, to like old days Stallone and, and uh, Schwarzenegger. <laughs> that was exactly uh, that's what like, I'm thinking that's of, like, though. If those are the those people <laughs> of our era, then I want to go back. I think <laughs> we should stop. Everything <laughs> that people talk about becomes absolutely true like there's a little bit of toxic masculinity that you're like i don't know i kind of want that more because stallone versus schwarzenegger way cooler (laughs) way cooler fucking give them all the steroids make them as big as humanly possible (laughs) look i that's and that's the thing like that's not true because we have big guys but i yeah i don't i don't like i don't even like the universe you've proposed we've kind of toned them down like even if it's like the rock versus john cena right yeah they do so many comedies and so many family-friendly movies that it's like it's not the same could one of those guys play rambo no not a chance Man, speaking of The Rock, and then we'll get off mine, but I was just, I, I've been watching a lot of wrestling, you know, as I do, but like I've been, where I've been into modern wrestling more than I have been for a while lately, it's also made me more into old wrestling, so I'm just wrestling nonstop, but I'm watched, I watch a few old Rock matches, and we've complained about this many times on the podcast, but the thing that's so stupid about his fucking contract where he has to have an equal number of hits with fucking Vin Diesel and stuff is that the best part about the rock in his old matches was his selling was when he got his ass kicked. Nobody took the stone cold stunner better than Mm. better than the rock. Like, so I, you know, and almost anybody who had a, has a match with them. It's like who took your finishing move the best. They'll always say the rock. Mm-hmm. So it's just stupid that he isn't using that as a movie star. I will say one of my favorite action comedies and one of my favorite rock movies, The Rundown. Right. That is one of the best parts of The Rundown is watching The Rock get his ass kicked right. and then get up and then kick the other guy's ass. It's pretty fun. And he's very good at he's it. He's really good at it. Okay, that's really all I got. <laughs> that's fair. I don't have a lot. Uh, I am going to uh, give credit where credit is due because a few weeks ago, Christian said that Scavenger's Reign was my shit, and he was fucking dead on. <laughs> it's so fucking good. It's really good. I watched the whole thing last week. It, it's uh, super easy to watch. There are 30, 12, 30-minute 30 episodes yeah. on HBO. It's one of those things where I think there's a, a lot of incredible pieces, and I don't think any like I don't think they all needed to be as good as they were. Like just by itself, the animation is gorgeous. Like mm-hmm. everything about the art design, gorgeous. And you know, the, and the whole premise is like space freighters crash on a, an alien planet. The alien planet is filled with this you know bizarre and unusual life that is is just deeply alien to everything uh, and has its own ecosystem. And the the world they build, the ecosystem, and, and the way that everything like relates to one another is also it's so creative. It's like so, the rules of the world. It's itself. unbelievable. Yeah. And so, like I, again, I think those two things on their own are really good. But then the, all the characters also kick yeah. ass. Like the, the in, they they set up in this particular season three different arcs of four five ish characters, characters. Yeah. and like each arc I think like really kicks ass. Yeah. They're they're really convincing 
deep characters, uh, and you're really like you're really invested in whatever the fuck they're doing at the given time. Also, Chris is a great fucking villain. Yes, it's, especially for like a, a villain in this world that is very again kind of like realistic, where she feels like a high school bully that's just grown up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the one character I wanted to talk about back when I first said but I yeah. didn't is is Sam because I love Sam's irrational hate. For another individual on in the show, and hey, well, not it, not irrational. It's not irrational. <laughs> yeah. It's not irrational. But, yeah. but even before the mistake happens, yeah. set you know Sam hates that. Yeah, like yeah. Sam hates showing up to work every day and fucking seeing yeah, that guy. Yeah. And you're like, there's just something about him. And then you turns out eh, right. you were absolutely right the whole fucking time. <laughs> I loved that. Oh, I I remember there's a, there's a, a a scene transition where you're in Cayman's story. Yeah. Uh, and then it cuts to Sam, and Sam just goes, fuck Cayman. <laughs> Cayman is a bitch. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really, really, really good stuff. Uh, and I know I know, I am uh, well-noted on this podcast as being a sucker for animation, so you may not trust my opinion. But I, I did uh, convince my uncle, who is not generally a fan of animation, to give it a shot, and he also loves it. So, uh, you know, don't it's trust so me. Bad. Trust my uncle you've never met. Now, what is the name of this one again? Scavenger's, Scavenger's Reign. Reign. On it. it's on max it's it's it might be one of the i mean look yeah. there were a lot of good shows last year but it's, it's uh it, i want to rewatch it now and 100, i just watched it like two weeks ago it, it's really really good highly recommend way better than transformers and uh yeah i think that's it coolio i have no idea what we're gonna do next we'll week. figure it out we'll I figure mean, something out i'll probably be caught up on fargo next week if you guys want to do fargo. Oh, we, I, me catch i forgot fargo. to mention we did also get a request to do the bear which two of us have already done. <laughs> have you watched the bear? I've not watched the bear. Yeah. Oh. How much of the bear is there There's to watch? There's two seasons. It's two seasons. Okay, well, we won't be doing that next no, week. No, but, you know, just maybe somewhere down the line. Yeah. I, I'm interested to hear your opinion. Okay. I've, I've, it feels cruel to put her through this, but it's fine. It's one of those things. God, yeah, what's I'm saving for the show? Like, it's it's... I know you're not going to be comfortable watching it, <laughs> but it's good. Okay. And it's important to know this is a show about, like, cooking in a restaurant. Right. So it's not, like, gross or weird. I just, you, you know, you'll see you'll, what you'll watch see, it. You'll see, yeah. <laughs> you'll see what we mean. Yeah. Anyway, so that, that's it for this week. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Please rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast, all the usual bits. If you want to get in touch with us and tell us what you thought about Saltburn or what song you think they should have played instead of Come Thou Fount. Uh, at the the uh, grave fucking it's, scene, it's not come thou fount, but good. Is it none? I don't. It's 99%. something like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can reach the real phones gmail dot com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at real phones on Instagram. We're underscore phones. Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Vagalaskis for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later.